Hello, and welcome to episode number seven of Build Your Empire with Tracy Diotto. I am Tracy Diotto, self-proclaimed network marketing expert and top 0.1% in my current network marketing company. Please take a moment to subscribe or take a screenshot, share it to your stories, tag me on Instagram at tracy.diotto. I'd love to hear your takeaways from this episode or from any of my other episodes. And again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to me. So in today's episode, I am going to talk about obstacles as a leader, obstacles of being a leader, because being a leader, it has obstacles. And so it's a tremendous, tremendous learning process and a growth process. And so I wanted to take you back to, I guess you could say, day one and my journey as evolving as a leader and the things that I've learned along the way and hopefully give you kind of a, a shortcut and and relieve some potential pain that you or avoid pain that you might experience by learning from my mistakes. <laughs> so I started with network marketing over five years ago, and I was with another company, and I wouldn't say I was a failure necessarily with that company. I have always been pretty good at recruiting and getting people to join my team, but I felt that there was like this limiting point at like once I recruited people, I lacked the ability to lead them into success, and I got extremely frustrated Uh, I would have team calls, I would give them assignments, I would talk about this and that and trying to motivate the team to work, but nothing was really happening. And that was basically when I got really discouraged and had taken a step back because I realized that no one was really not like no one was really wanting to work the business and I had to kind of just things changed and I re redirected my focus on my career heavily on my career meaning I kind of stopped dreaming for a while and lost that vision of my network marketing company being able to take me home and I just redirected my focus back on my career thinking that guess what like I guess my career is what is going to be my my long-term thing that network marketing isn't my thing and so being with that company it was it was a difficult journey for me in that my hopes and dreams were kind of crumbling because I realized that it was not it was not the future that I envisioned for myself so anyways I then found my current company, which which I, I love so much because it's such a lower pressure product. And that's what, that's what attracted me to the business because I was so career focused that I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to take on a side hustle that is far less commitment based, meaning we weren't, we're not selling people on a subscription or an auto ship or anything like that. It's like buy this and you don't ever have to worry about having to cancel an auto ship or anything like that. So that was what attracted me to this business that I'm in right now, which I absolutely, I'm, I'm extremely, extremely grateful for. So because of the nature of this company that I'm in, it grew quite rapidly Uh, It was very natural for me to share the product and and 
network with people just because I had that experience of, of being able to talk to people naturally about what I'm doing. And so I was able to grow a customer base quite quickly and also recruit quite quickly. And it started to transform into this thing where, wow, we're, we're growing a team and it's, it things, amazing things are happening. And I would say about six months into the business, our team had rank advanced to a rank that earned me a, or it earned me a trip, a leadership trip to Cancun. And so between the time of rank advancing and earning the trip and the time of the trip itself, we suffered some tremendous inventory issues in our company because we were still so new and it was growing so rapidly. Inventory problems were a thing, a real, real thing. And I remember one time we were waiting on on an item to restock and it had restocked and I was actually traveling for work. And I remember I was so excited that this particular product had restocked and I was at, I was actually on an airplane uh, getting ready to take off. And the item restocked, I shared it to my team chat, I quickly posted to my customer group and I was so excited. And it was about an hour and a, hour and a half flight and as the flight was landing, all and I got service again, all of these messages started coming through from my group chat. And it was like angry messages and people so pissed off that they weren't even able to get on the site to get the product before it sold out. And I'm done with this. I'm so angry. I'm so frustrated. Like all of these angry messages. I was frozen. I had no idea how to respond. This wasn't the first time that we had experienced inventory problems. And so I was always under the, the, the direction to tell the team, hey, have faith that we will be able to get more products to sell in the future. We release new products every single week, which is something that we need to reinforce with our customers and say, hey, just because we weren't able to get something this week, it doesn't mean something else won't come out next week that you won't love. And but it was getting really old, you know, it was getting really hard to tell my team, hey, have the faith things will be okay. Because at some point, people are like, you're messing with my money. You're not giving, like, I'm here eager to sell. And you're not giving me the product to be able to sell. I mean, yes, I can't take responsibility for that. But I have as the leader, I had to instill faith in my team. And that was dwindling very, very quickly. And so that was like, the moment where I basically, it would like it changed something in me. It made it really, really hard to show up excitedly for my team. And I remember going to my sponsor and saying, Hey, what do I like? What do I say to my team? And she's just saying, We just got to tell them to be positive and have faith. And I'm like, How can you keep telling them the same thing? And the same thing keeps happening over and over. It's like disappointment after disappointment. And I really think that situation in, in anyone's, like for anyone, it was, it was very hard. Like I wasn't the only one that was experiencing this issue, but I didn't really realize that. Like I felt like I was the only one that had the team that was angry. 
And so I felt, I felt very lost. And so from the time that I earned the trip to the time that I reluctantly went on that trip, I basically just fell off. My team volume started declining. I wasn't really having any conversations with many of my teammates. And it was just like, it was really, really declining. And so I, again, reluctantly went on that leadership trip. And I will tell you, that leadership trip completely changed my my perspective on so many things. So that leadership trip it was full of the what we probably call the celebrities in our company. Um, all the owners were there, all the top leaders were there, and I felt so, so, so out of place. It was the most uncomfortable feeling ever. I spent time with my sponsor, um, one of one of her girls who earned the trip, and we just we kind of just spent time together. And I never, I didn't really spend a whole lot of time socializing uh, because I just I felt so out of place, and. One thing that I did realize in that trip was I looked at all of these leaders, I looked at all of these celebrities, and realized that they represent the same company, which means that they were experiencing the same exact inventory problems that I was experiencing. Like, I wasn't the only one who had the team that was upset. Anyone would, like, everyone had the right to be upset over it. Because it it was frustrating. It was aggravating. We're all here trying to make money. And here we are with hardly anything to sell. And so I looked at those leaders and I'm like, gosh, they all dealt with the same problems. But look at them thriving. Look at them doing so well. And, And I made the realization that it was a mindset thing. It was the way they were handling it. They, in the times where I was losing the faith and getting really frustrated with being told repeatedly, just have faith, things will get better, they really truly felt it in their hearts that our company has our backs and that they just have to keep the faith and just really lead by example and just keep going. And it was it was a quite a big moment for me because um, I, I remember just looking at them and saying, "Wow, that like they're so much better than me." And they really, I mean, they really are. They're, they they I don't know how they handled the situation, but I do know that those past couple of months prior to that trip, they didn't treat their business the same way I did, where I just basically became a ghost. They poured, they leaned into the uncomfortable times and like linked arms with their leaders, with their team and got through it together. And that's not something that I did. So I remember I was in the airport, uh, leaving, leaving, uh, it was in Cancun and I was in the airport and I remember, cause I had a, I had a group message with just my leaders and there at the time, I think there was three of them. And I remember being like, girls, I want you guys here next year. This is going to be so amazing. And the, <laughs> the level of enthusiasm that I got in the response was very, very low. And I was like, it was a blow to my, 
whatever ego I had left, whatever pride I had, uh, it was, it was quite a blow. And I, and I, it was a very hard pill to swallow at the time of like, okay, yeah, how can they be excited? Here I am the only one reaping the rewards of the success of our team going on this extravagant trip. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh, that's great. So uh, when I got back from the trip, I realized that my skills as a leader was lacking hard. And I remember listening to a, I think it was like a week-long training series that Bob Heilig did. And I remember on the last day of that training series, he talked about his, his uh, leadership academy. And he talked about how if you feel that you need to step it up and become a leader and get the training to become a leader, then take this course, uh, join my leadership academy. And I knew with every fiber in my body, I was like, I need to do this. And signing up for that leadership course was very, very hard. Uh, it was it was scary because I knew that I had to step it up and be the leader that my team deserved. See, all of those people had joined my team and they had they had trusted me to be their leader. And I felt that I really had failed them. And so we, I, I took the leadership course. I got up extra early every single day before work. And I would listen to the trainings while I was getting ready and just sit and listen and listen. I listened on my commutes. Like I really poured myself into these trainings because I, I, re- I knew I had to become a better leader. So there was also a um, there was also something that corporate was doing for us at the time. They had a coach that they uh, that they enabled all of the leaders to have like a like a, kind of like a training with. And so I remember at the time I had the call with this coach, and I was really excited to chat with him. And so when he asked about the stats of my team at the time. I gave him my team size, and then I gave him how many were on my level one, like my own personal recruits. And he goes, Tracy, you do realize that half of your team is your level one? And I said, yeah. And he goes, "Uh, I'm going to be honest, like that's not really normal. (laughs) And I'm thinking, what? (laughs) And I think at the time, I don't know, I had maybe... 60 on my team and half of them were my own personal recruits. And it was very clear to me that I was not doing a good job helping people build their teams and becoming leaders themselves. And so it was like another another blow to my ego <laughs> um, and that hard realization that like, yes, I'm doing a phenomenal job recruiting and getting people in on this opportunity and I wasn't um, I wasn't helping them do the same. So anyways, after I took that leadership course and really dove into the trainings and and accepting the hard truths about myself and all of the things that I was lacking and not doing for my team as a leader, I took a moment and I apologized. I apologize to my team for not being the person that 
they deserved as their leader. I had apologized one-on-one to a bunch of my personal recruits who I had lost contact with. You know, they were doing amazing, and then all of a sudden they just fell off and stopped doing stuff, and, and I was just not talking to them. And I sent out messages, and I apologized. I flat out said, I am sorry I wasn't the leader that you deserved. And... Some people responded graciously and was like, it's all good. Don't worry about it. We're, we're going to get through this together, which was really nice. Then I got some people who read it and never responded to me. And that was very heartbreaking because I, I, I knew. I knew I'd, I mean, like, do, should I have expected any differently? You know, should I have expected their their sympathy when I'm the one who who recruited them and sold them on this opportunity? No, like I highly disappointed them. And so for those people who didn't respond to me, I don't blame them and it's okay. And I've over time, I've accepted the fact that it just wasn't meant to be. And I also have people who were who were my leaders at the time, like early on in this business, people who were rank advancing, super motivated, some of them fell off completely and just were like the t- during the time when I had fallen off and they were like still trying to push forward. Those people, after I stepped back into the game full force, they were the ones who were like, eh, and they lost traction and they lost momentum. And I have to, I personally take responsibility for that because this is a relationship business, you know, and they were in this business with me. And that's part of what makes network marketing so amazing is that we're all in this together and working this business together and we're running partners together. And so that was, I I don't blame them for losing inspiration, losing momentum, because when they were experiencing issues as leaders, I wasn't there for them. And I was not the person that they needed to be. And over these past two and a half years in this current company, more than two and a half years, I've lost people. I've had many people resign. Um, I, I, I have probably one of the highest number of recruits, but I bet you I also have probably one of the highest number of resignations. And... It's not, <laughs> it's not easy to admit that because I do feel that I failed a lot of people, but I'm telling you this because I know that, yes, I have to look hard in the mirror and admit my faults and admit the things that I, that I lacked, but I also realize that I am 100% in control of becoming a better leader for my team. And so that's what I did when I when I took that Legacy Leadership Academy and I dove headfirst into becoming a leader. I started implementing different things that I learned. Um, one of them was holding team calls, which was really nice because it 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 was a great time to be able to bring the team together and just discuss different things. And but I will tell you the the main thing that I learned in that academy is that. You just got to love on people. And that's the one thing I didn't know how to do. I didn't know how to love on people. I 
had a hard time accepting the fact that people liked me <laughs> as a friend. I didn't I didn't feel that I was a very likable person. I struggled with maintaining friendships prior to joining network marketing. I I remember in high school, like the, the tail end of high school and all throughout college, I pretty much avoided people. I probably had just a very, very, very small handful of people that I kept in touch with. But for the most part, I was not a people person. And so joining network marketing <laughs> was kind of like way out of my out of my comfort zone and way out of my element and I guess I don't know I I had a great influence in being able to recruit people but <laughs> I didn't have really um good skill set on how to maintain these friendships <laughs> and um for for some of you um I I do have some amazing amazing leaders on my team who are just natural lovers and love on people naturally and they're such such amazing leaders and for them like that type of thing comes naturally and I think for if you are someone who just has a lot of friends that's something that I think comes naturally to you but for me (laughs) it didn't and so I learned that I had to love on people and that that really changed things I became more um, conversational. I really went in and checked on people to see how they're doing and not just in the business, but in their personal lives and caring about things that are going on with them personally. And you're probably thinking like, Tracy, duh. (laughs) What do you mean you like didn't know how to care about people? And it's, (laughs) it's hard to admit but that's that's my truth and and that's my reality and that's something that I had to learn how to do for my team. And so yes, that's my that's my journey in becoming a leader and the obstacles that I overcame. Now, I do see that there are there are people all the time who come to me with various things, um, obstacles that they're encountering, and so I wanted to I wanted to address that with you. Um, one of the one of the main things that I've heard is how do I motivate my team? How do I get them to want to do stuff? And I felt the same way. I felt there were times in my business where things were very stagnant and I would analyze the heck out of people's numbers and I'm like, why isn't that person selling? Why isn't that person doing parties? Why isn't that person recruiting? And it became this thing where I was so, so frustrated. I'm like, why are these people not doing anything? And I realized that I can't make anyone want to do anything. Everyone is in network marketing by choice. No one is forced to be here. And so it was a hard truth that I had to accept is that no one can be motivated to do anything. Like you can run all the incentives that you want for your team. It's not going to make the people who don't want it actually work. And otherwise, you are only going to get production out of them when you offer them something, which most times is going to cost you more than it makes you anyways. So 
I really don't believe that incentives work for the unmotivated. All it's going to do is it's going to make the people who already want it just work a bit harder or earn it naturally because that's just the type of person that they are. So no, you cannot motivate people to want to work now, but I I have found other ways that make people want to work. One, you show up, you do the thing that you want your team to be doing, and you've got to do it like loud and proud and show up, show them what you're doing. Because what I've heard is that your team will only do half of what you're doing, just like the average teammate is only going to do half of what you're doing. So you better be busting butt if you want your team to be doing the same. So are you showing up on social media? Are you actively recruiting? Are you actively selling? Like, are you doing the things that you want your team to be doing? Because you need to lead by example because otherwise they're going to sit back and think well Tracy's not doing anything like why should I have to do anything and it it really lose like they lose any motivation that they might have (laughs) had if they don't see you showing up and doing the things that you want them to be doing and so yes you've got to be working your business and you've got to be working at it hard and be the person that you want on your team And the other thing that I found that really helps motivate a team is by you bringing in what we call new blood. (laughs) Um, I've found in in a couple of cases in my leaders that um, they'll have a team and it's like, dude, it is so freaking hard to get my team to sell or get my team to work. And they, they start getting really discouraged, but then they keep going. And then all of a sudden, they recruit a rock star. They recruit someone who is like all in, gung-ho, super excited, super passionate, super loud and proud. And then next thing you know, their team, their existing team starts doing stuff. And what I found is that it that new blood, that new energy... It either makes other people want to level up or get out. And so I found in a couple of cases in my leaders and their teams that when they recruit that one rock star, all of a sudden, all the other teammates, the existing teammates are like, whoa, (laughs) I need to get off my hands and I need to start working because so-and-so is brand new and they're already killing it. Like they're already rank advancing and doing these amazing things. And here I am just sitting and watching sitting and letting this pass me by. And so I've seen it happen and it's it's really, really awesome. So if you feel that your team is stagnant, then you need to get your butt recruiting. <laughs> you need to you need to go out and actively prospect and actively seek new members of your team because there's a saying where your existing team got you to where you are now. Your future team will get you to that next step, to that next level. So you need to be actively recruiting and actively selling and actively doing the things that open that open up your network. So for us, we're a party model. So parties are 
are the thing that really helps us get new clients, get new recruits, share the opportunity because when parties, you get the product in hand. And so when once you get our product in hand, like people are hooked. <laughs> so it makes it a lot uh I don't want to say easier, but it makes it much less difficult to to recruit and add team members because they've already got the product in hand and they love it. So it makes it really easy for them to stand by the product and represent it. So that's that's how I deal with motivating people is I show up, I play bigger and do the things that I want my my team to be doing. And I'm actively working on growing the team so that I can find that next rock star. Because guess what? Not everyone's a rock star. Not everyone wants the 50,000 a month goal. You know, not everyone has that energy, that drive, that passion to be the top producer. And so it takes recruiting and adding people to your team and prospecting and sharing the opportunity with as many people as possible because the more people that you talk to, the more people that you recruit, the more likely you are to find that rock star. And it only takes one rock star to completely, completely transform your business. Okay. So I, you know, I, I talked about how I looked at my numbers and I'm like, why aren't people producing? Why aren't people doing the thing? So if you are in management mode, step away. (laughs) You are not a manager, okay? You need to step away and you also need to remove this like mom guilt that you might be having. Like, am I giving my team enough attention? Am I giving this one person enough attention? Are they getting enough training? Am I doing enough? Blah, blah, blah. So the opposite of what I was experiencing of not doing enough for my team, not showing up enough, some of you might be feeling the am I doing enough? Am I showing up enough? Am I loving on them enough? So you need to find like this happy medium between loving on your team and training and training and training and overtraining and not. <laughs> so the we call this mom guilt. We need to remove this mom guilt of thinking that I disappointed my team uh, because yes, I did have that that guilt, but it wasn't for it wasn't because I like. I worried about not training them enough. My guilt was from another place. It was from basically abandonment. But if you're feeling like your your team is not producing and you're doing everything you can possibly think of to help them and they're still not producing, remove the mom guilt. You are not responsible for their success. They're responsible for their success. Are you giving them the tools that they need to be successful? That's what you got to ask. Do they have access to the trainings? Do they know how to onboard new reps? Do they, do they know the basics in how to become successful in this business? And if they do, then, then they're fully equipped. There's so many people out there, like successful, successful people in network marketing who didn't have an upline to rely on. 
They were kind of like just figuring things out, learning as they go. So don't feel like you have to take 100% responsibility for someone's success and, and feel like you failed them if they're not able to sell or if they're not able to recruit or build a successful business that they once talked the big talk about. Because everyone is a grown-up, everyone is an adult, and should have the resourcefulness and take the initiative to learn. If someone wants you to handhold them through every single thing, that's not fair to you. Like you do not need them that bad where they are going to suck the life out of you. Okay. So they need to be respectful of your time and you need to not be their mom and, and, and handhold them through the entire process, nor do you need to feel like you, you are responsible for every single thing that they do. Yes, make sure that they get started right. Yes, make sure that they have access to the trainings. But hey, the training wheels have got to come off at some point and they need to be able to learn how to ride the bike on their own. Okay, so do not be that person who, who like carries this weight over their shoulders and, and feels the burden of the lack of the success of the people on your team. Because there's one rock star on my team who, (laughs) I mean, she asked me questions, but she really didn't want my help. She went off and did the thing. And I was like shocked because she wouldn't hop on the phone with me. She didn't want to do this or that with me. She did things behind my back without telling me. Not bad things, but like if someone wants it, they want it and they'll get it. So don't wear their, um, their success on your shoulders. Don't, don't burden yourself with that. And the other thing I wanted to tell you about the obstacles of being a leader is you, like you are responsible for you and the things that you learn and how you grow. Your own growth is 100% necessary. Absolutely necessary. I've, I've seen so many people on my team rise up to a certain point and then they get really, really stagnant. And the problem is because they're not, they're not investing in themselves. They're not leveling up. They're not, they're not growing their mind. And, and it's not for me. (laughs) It's not for my lack of telling them, Hey, do some personal development. Hey, go listen to a podcast. Hey, go read a book. It's, it's just that some people will just not do it. And, and you have to take the responsibility of really growing yourself. And if you've listened to any of my episodes, you know that I stand behind personal development and it is, it is so necessary. And you've got to be willing to learn and be willing to try new things. I'm in a, I'm in a stage right now in my business where I just, So I sign up for a new mentorship program and I am a very, very small fish in this pond of, of other network marketing people. I am scared. I'll be very, very honest. It is very scary to be surrounded by these extremely successful network marketing individuals, but I'm determined to level up 
and I am determined to learn and to grow and growing is not cute. It's very uncomfortable, but I know that I need to level up in order to help my team level up. And so what you know now has gotten you to where you are now, but there are so many things out there to learn, to be able to implement, to be able to teach, to be able to help, because different things will hit different people differently, if that makes sense. Like you may be saying the same thing over and over and over about, you know, me telling you do personal development. You've got to learn, you've got to grow, but maybe I haven't learned the right way to say it to the right person on my team for it to click with them and say, oh, oh, you're right. I should probably do personal development and I should probably learn. (laughs) So that, again, I, I just, you need to level up and constantly be on the hunt for your own personal growth because your team is not going to be inspired to invest in themselves if they don't see you doing the thing. I am extremely uncomfortable, more times than I'd like to admit, but I love the fact that I continue to do things that are uncomfortable and learning along the way because I know that if it doesn't work out, at least I learned at least I learned what didn't work, you know? So that, yeah, that like constantly learning and constantly growing is, is so, so key. I can't emphasize that enough. (laughs) If you know me, you know, you're on my team, you know exactly where I'm coming from. So yeah, this, this episode actually, it was, it stemmed from a conversation that I had with one of my girls, Allison, and, um, she she made a comment about something once and I I told her that you know I can't help but feel responsible for the lack of production from my team the lack of motivation and she was like hey you know what like you you I've got my own things going on and it has nothing to do with your inability to lead so that I, I did tell her, you know, I, I had this moment where I had to take a, I had to take a look at myself and realize where I was lacking as a leader and improve upon it. But now that I've grown as a leader, I do have that that confidence in myself and knowing that I am showing up enough and I am doing the thing that if my team is not producing, it's not my fault. It's just not the right time for them. And that's another thing you have to accept as a leader is that some people will have off months. Some people will have personal things that are going on in their lives that are going to set them back. And it's not your fault and it's not their fault. That's the beauty of network marketing is that you can take a step back for however long you need to to deal with your personal issues and then come back. See, that that is the beauty about this. And you should never make anyone feel that they are not doing good enough or meeting your expectations. Like if they've got personal things going on, by all means, please, please. That, that takes priority over this business. Because there are really, really 
you know, severe things that some that people deal with. And it's part of life. It's part of what happens. So I tell this to you because it needs to be your responsibility to continue to recruit because if you are relying on the same person or same group of people to help you maintain your rank every month and then one month, let's say one or two of them just have the worst month ever, is it their fault that you didn't maintain your rank? No, no, it is not their fault. It's your fault <laughs> because you continue, you got comfortable and you continue to re- rely on the same people every single month. Okay, so let that be a lesson because I have dropped rank more times than I'd like to admit. And it was a very, very hard thing to accept that it was not their fault. It was my fault because I didn't set myself up for the the 100% assurance that I have so many leaders on my team, more than enough leaders on my team to help me maintain my rank, okay? So you cannot rely on the same people every single month to produce to keep you at your rank. You need to assume that at any moment they can have a crap month and fall off And it's your responsibility to make sure that you are more than covered in any given month to be able to maintain your rank. Because stuff happens. It that's just part of life. It's part of this business. And so it's your responsibility to make sure that you have more than ample. More than ample, if that's even proper grammar, (laughs) more than ample leaders and volume and people on your level one and all the things to ensure that you will never miss that rank ever again. And, And when everyone has a good month altogether, then who knows, maybe you'll level up again and rank up again. So that is my, (laughs) that's my, that's my deal for the day. That's my, my story to you about the obstacles of being a leader. It's, it is hard, but I will tell you it is, oh my gosh, it is so, so worth it because as you grow and you help other people grow and you see them turn into the people that they had only hoped to become, they become better versions of themselves. They, they too start growing their confidence. They too start doing uncomfortable things. And they start having people on their team who thank them for the success that they've had. And it just the ripple effect is tremendously rewarding. So please, if you do not have a team yet, that is okay. But please do not underestimate the amount of impact that you can have on someone's life. And if you keep going, it multiplies and multiplies. And the amount of impact because of your your willingness to step out into the uncomfortableness can be tremendous and it is extremely fulfilling and is it is extremely rewarding. So that is all for today. Again, please screenshot this episode, share to your stories and Let me know what you think. And it's just, it's been a very amazing experience to be able to to pour into you and 
and give you my heart so that you can implement and hopefully be able to transform your business and just grow along the way. So thank you again for listening and I hope you have a wonderful day.